Welcome to the Wealthy Podcast, where we interview experts in their field and clients to share their personal experiences. We do this so you can learn the best ways, the tools and techniques to get into the property market sooner and start living a wealthy life. Jump into this week's episode and don't forget to subscribe and give us a like. Welcome everybody to another Wealthy Podcast. Today we're doing client conversations with the wonderful Sarah and Nathan. Team, thank you very much for catching up with me today. Thanks thank for you. Having us. Thanks so much, for, um, Dom, for having us. Sorry. <laughs> it's um, it's great to have the two of you on the show because actually a lot of Australia knows your story. You're in you're in the newspaper, and um, you know you were a part of a a, a young intelligent cohort of people that during COVID or when COVID kicked off, rather than taking your money and traveling overseas into Europe and doing that crazy adventure, adventure, everything got stopped. So you decided to double down, buy buy an investment and um, buck the trend and go and invest rather than traveling. And yes. you know what it's, we met each other about a year and a half ago. Has it been that long roughly? And yeah, in that time, yeah, yeah, 2020. Yeah. yeah. So almost two years. And in that time, you probably made more money than you know most people your age by just making some of those small sacrifices, setting a strategy in place, executing it to a T. And you know, here we are, you're about to do some pretty adventurous and cool stuff yet again. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, it's been good. We're really, really excited um, to have this opportunity. Um, <laughs> so to so just a bit of a story and a bit of background Sarah and Nathan um, joined or were, started working with us when you were about 21 was it 21 years old um, uh, a little bit old I think we were 26 now so so we're about, about 25 24 24 and mm. at that point in time um, we decided that it'd be a good idea to buy your own home, take advantage of all the government grants, mm. um, manage during that time, I think it was the builder bonus at that time, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah. So, so we, we saved on stamp duty. We didn't have to pay stamp duty. And um, we also got the, the builder bonus, which was 25K. For building a property. For building a house. And then we got 10K because it was the first home buyer's grant as well. Yeah. And then what you also did, which was pretty cool, is you managed to leverage, you know, mum and dad, the bank of mum and dad, without able to get them as guarantor. Um, mm. And you, rather than buying a place that you really wanted to live to be near the beach, you decided to try this rent vesting strategy. So sacrifice for a little bit, buy in an area that you knew that was going to grow. And that was basically off the back of the brand new airport. You knew that was coming in. And you bought about a $750,000 um, four-bedroom house in Spring Farm. Yeah. And um, just recently, you've got new valuations. What they come back at? That was $970,000 ANZ gave us. Yeah. $970,000. Yeah. So it's, it's about, what, $110,000 a year um, in growth. You've been able to remove your mum and dad as guarantor. You've got yep. all of this equity that's available to you and you were living in that property for a time. So you got all the government grants 
And yeah. now you're looking at actually doing the rent vesting strategy. So renting that property out and then living where you want to live. So where yeah. are you moving to? We're moving to Cronulla. Um, we're living two minute walk, a two minute walk from the beach. And yeah, we move, we actually moved tomorrow, which we're really excited about. Congratulations on that big move. Thank you. <laughs> so, you know, um, just uh, I want to ask you guys a couple of questions, um, you know, and, and it's a very sort of candid conversation. People like to watch these because they like you at that point in time. They may be thinking about investing in property. It may be their first time um, and, you know, they might be nervous. There's a lot of fear and things. There's a lot of questions that they don't know. What were some of the things that you learned along the way? Or what were some of the valuable lessons that you picked up whilst we were doing this buying um, or we're looking for an investment, starting to buy the property and then actually going through that process? I think the first thing was definitely the rent vesting strategy. Um, we had always wanted to live in Kerala, but it was obviously so expensive and we just always assumed that it was out of our reach. And then so... Before that, we were going through the whole, you know, we're saving up a bunch of money, as we said earlier, to go and travel overseas, just thinking that purchasing a property was just too far out of reach for us, our generation. The rent vesting strategy, we've learned that we could buy somewhere that was a bit cheaper, leverage off that way, and then still rent in a property where we wanted to live. And then I guess the second thing was mainly that it wasn't as far out of our reach as what we had just originally thought. So if you start to like look at all the different strategies, like what we eventually came to, I think a lot of people who just assume that they can't get into the property market, they dive a bit deeper, I feel like they, and well, really they put a strategy together to fit their needs and wants and um, personal circumstances. I think a lot more people can actually enter the property market than what a lot of people perceive to think. think. Yeah. yeah. That's a really, really good insight because you don't know what you don't know. And it's very easy exactly. to just to sell yourself short and think, there's no way I can't get in. I want to buy the house of my dreams. And, you know, if you were to go buy a four bedroom home in Cronulla, that's going to cost you millions. Mm -hmm. um, and if you would have spent 750K, you probably want some small little apartment. And I can tell you that apartment would not have grown as quickly as this house has grown for you. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, it's good to know that you've taken away that that piece of knowledge that just to go and dig a little deeper, talk to some experts and see what's available. Mm. You managed to talk to Lee at Innovative um, Home Loans. He was able yeah. to talk about um, the guarantors using your parents and, you know, not taking money, but then just leveraging their position. Yeah. And then you're able to talk to myself and the wealthy team to learn about, well, then this is a rent vesting strategy. These are the markets that we can look at. And you are open-minded enough to say, well, look, we can live in this property for a time and, you know, sacrifice. It's not easy living away from family and friends, but yeah. then you know that it's a short-term sacrifice to get into, you know, eventually a home that you want to live in. And even if you can't um, have a guarantor, like for whatever reason, some people may not have that opportunity. There are, different government um, ways that like the, there's government schemes that you can that people can use like there's a five percent deposit scheme I think that might be still running I'm not actually sure but Which there's yeah I think my sister got into that and um, yeah so there's different 
Um, uh, there's other opportunities. You just have to delve in deeper to find those ways of like getting into the property market. And that's what I learned, especially like I know for me, I learned about all the tax benefits. Like I didn't know anything about depreciation or anything about like any of the tax benefits, but like you taught me Dom, so thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, and you're right. But like I literally came into this knowing nothing and I feel like I've learned so much, but I always just call you and say, can you help me, Dom, I need help? And then you'll tell me and then, and then we get there and then it's all good. But yeah, so thank you. <laughs> Appreciate it. I mean, that I'm happy to help. And, you know, it's it, it's interesting that you say that. People are going to say, oh, well, wow, you got the, the, the government grant or you got this $25,000 builder bonus. But the secret is there's always something available to you to help. You've just got to be open enough to look at it. And, you know, nothing's ideal, but there's always something that's good enough to get you to where you need to go. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. And, and flexibility also. Like, we, there'll be something available, but for us, we had to, you know, sacrifice that time of not quite being where we exactly wanted to live immediately. But we knew if we implemented the right things, we would get there. And we, mm. tomorrow we're moving there. So, yeah. And what's it's been a long time coming? <laughs> yeah, it's been a long time coming. And what was the, um, the hardest? part of the process for you or what was maybe the most scary or you know what things at points did you start to doubt yourself or the process or what 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 during that moment came up that you didn't expect or something that was like oh that's I'm, I'm scared I'm fearful or this is not as I thought it would be or what what kind of surprised you maybe at the start I remember um being really worried about like where we were going to live where we were going to buy land. I remember calling you like on the verge of tears saying, Dom, I don't know where we're going to buy a house. I don't know where we're going to live. And you were like, Sarah, just calm down. It's all good. We'll find something. Don't worry. You'll get there. It'll all happen. But I, I learned now that you just have to trust the process and just like it's going to happen. Just take one step at a time and, and you'll get there. Um, but that was it was hard figuring out where exactly we wanted to buy where we thought was going to be the best like investment at, like area like where it was going to have the most growth and that, that was a struggle I think like for us to understand that but once we got there it was all good yeah I think we were taking in a lot of information in a short period of time and trying to really we completely flipped when COVID happened our strategies like it was a very spontaneous thing almost in a way for us and then we started off with the normal, you know, going to the bigger builders um, with those cookie cutter style homes, which look exactly the same next to each other. And uh, I don't know, I guess we weren't really sold on that. And there was a shortage of land at the time. So we were struggling to find something. Um, and then that's obviously when we met you guys through Lee mm. um, after we'd done all of our sums on what we could afford and, um eventually came to a smaller builder in D'Artagnan, um, but we got a more, uh, I guess you could say our house is a bit more unique to the area rather than, mm -hmm. you know, six or seven bigger builder homes within two streets. You're absolutely right. We chose a strategy with you. We wanted to be unique. We've got these beautiful rake ceilings. We've got these beautiful yeah. natural floorboards. You know, you've got wide open areas. The kitchen living area is very different. Your home is separate from the rest. We chose to build something for a family rather than a cookie cutter investment property that 
you can see anywhere else. And, you know, for the benefit of the audience, can we talk a little bit about the renting your property out and what that process has been like? Yeah. Like how has it been hard or difficult? How has it been to try and find tenants and what's that been like? Uh, that was probably the easiest part of the entire process. I think <laughs> because our house was so unique. Um, we had like 15 people, families like that were wanting to look at it and like so many applications. It was crazy. Yeah, there was, I think at the time there was about 60, mid 60s um, properties on the market rental at the time within Spring Farm and Camden within that sort of radius. Uh, we put the, we listed the property on the Thursday, held an open home on the Saturday, which we had 15 families come through. Um, we had two pre-applications before they even viewed the house. And then we had five, a short list of five tenants on the Monday, of which they paid in excess of what we offered originally. Can we talk about the numbers a little bit? How much, do you remember how much we originally thought we would get in rent? Um, how much you put it up and then what we eventually released it for? Yeah, I think we thought around the mid 500s, maybe 600 if we were lucky. Uh, we listed it for 680, thinking that we were going to get 650, like we would have taken 650. Um, and then the tenant signed for 700. Pretty good. Mm. Yeah. So exceeded our expectations 100%. Yeah. Great, great time in the market. Yeah. Yeah. And so when you were looking at buying and going through this investment process, did you find that um, people around you had opinions that were different to your own? Or 100%. you were you, were, you learning, you were doing your own, your own thing and learning about the process and you're bouncing your ideas of people. What was that feedback like from the people around you? It was hard for me, <laughs> but you talk. Yeah, it was like very positive in some regards, but also I think a lot of people also, you know, and most of these are, you know, your closest friends and family who are asking, you know, why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? And uh, once you sat down and explained to people like the whole rent vesting strategy and because um, there's obviously the perception that rent is dead money. So why would we move out of a house that we own to go and pay rent somewhere? Well, when you look at the whole background of the, the offset, from the money that we're receiving, receiving in rent versus what we're paying, and then now all the tax benefits that we'll get along with that, um, I think everyone's sort of come around to it in the end. Yeah, it was or, hard at the or, start, but everyone finally understood what it was like. hard for me to explain it when I didn't fully understand it from the beginning. That's why I had to ask so many questions. But then when I when I fully understood it, it was it was just hard to make everyone else fully understand it because. It's such a whole, it's like a, it's like a new thing, but it's not new if you know, if that makes sense. I don't know. It, it does. It does. By yeah. the way, everyone that's watching, Sarah's not normally this nervous. She <laughs> stop I'm actually talking. a school teacher. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stop her talking. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> now you're doing great. But I think building on that as well, it's like more the modern, like it's not investing today and in property is not, probably what it was when our parents are growing up like interest rates are they're mm. going up at the moment but they're not the 15 percent like when mum and dad were growing up you weren't getting your house you're not trying to pay down that interest principal and interest as quickly as possible no well, that's what we did we did interest only yes that's the other strategy that mm. we've now gone through so yeah 
So now um, after the property is now rented out um, and, you know, you've structured your debt, you're doing interest only um, with, with Lee and the different bank and you've refinanced and everything's happening as it should be. Mm -hmm. what's it like for you managing that property now? Does it feel like a burden? Does it feel like it's just kind of doing it itself? Is it putting some money in your pocket? What's that process look and feel like now day to day? Um, it's, it's exciting more than anything. It's like, it's like having something that you feel like you're always working on and working towards. Mm. Like if, if you've got, it feels like you've got almost like a purpose, even if in your day to day life going to work now, I've got, going to work to earn that wage to put here you've got a strategy in place so you feel I don't know I feel almost more upbeat in my day-to-day -day life since we you know structured yeah. it all like it feels like we're working together as a team towards an end goal that yeah. makes sense yeah it does make sense I, I understand it completely because you know the two of you have been very disciplined we've created a strategy and it's a, it, a strategy over years you can become very impatient we to week day to day and you can second guess yourself when you're hearing different things but you stuck to it the strategy's working the property's working you're now moving to canola you're going to be minutes away from the beach your property's grown in value you're saving money soon you're going to lodge some tax returns next year you'll lodge a tax return you're going to get some cash back which is going to be excellent mm -hmm. uh, but now you're uh, you're in a position where you can look to go now on your european or you can go on your adventure do what yeah. you want to do and you've got a property in your portfolio growing and making you money in the background. And I feel like that must be a much nicer position to be in than traveling off with no nothing behind you. Yeah, 100%. That's why, like, as people say as a cliche, everything does happen for a reason. And, like, I know COVID wasn't the best thing to happen to the world, but it, it was good for us in the sense that we now have a property. We are now living where we want to live or going to. <laughs> um, and we can save money so then we can do our travels if we want to we can take some time off work if we want to go and travel and and then if we want to buy another investment property we can and we can just keep doing it that way until we until we decide the next step in our life and we'll figure that out as we go now i want to say one other thing you know there are different things um you know with, with brand new property people have lots of different assumptions and one of those assumptions is that the brand new property, one of the downsides, you can't add value. You can't do anything extra to it to make it unique or different or whatever. Now, what you did was a little bit different. You know, we built a home, we did what we needed to do, but you saw opportunities to add additional value. And what were those little things that you did to the home that really made the difference? <laughs> um, well, with the house and land package, you get very basic landscaping. We were lucky, we were the lucky, lucky ones to actually get grass. Um, but we added things, finished off the landscaping basically, planted all the plants around the side um, and put a fire pit in. So we dug out an area, retained it a little bit and built a bench seat around it, white pebbles and a fire pit in the middle. Um, basically just finished off all of the plant, like, the outside of the house. And we put white pebbles out the front as well to make it like stand out more instead of having the river pebbles. Just like little things to just make it pop. And I think that that added 50 grand. Yeah. I remember the first valuation that we tried to to get the parents off the loan. I mean, we were just shy. I think we got 920. Mm. I think we needed 930. And then I asked the valuer when he was there and said, what do I need to do? I'd already spray painted in the corner for the fire pit. He said, well, what's that going to be? I said, that'll be a fire pit and we'll finish off the plants, et cetera, around the side. 
he said, well, when you finish that, I'll give you an extra 50. And that's exactly what happened. So, and it cost us nowhere near 50. No. Like we did a lot of it ourselves, but maybe, I don't know, maybe four, like, four grand. Yeah, not even. See, that's the crazy thing about it. You know, once you've got something good, going from good to great, it's, it's little, little things. It's turning a house into a home. You know, those are little finessing things. And even, even strategically, you knew that a value as a human being, giving them a really nice experience. They come into the house, smells good, the place is clean, yeah. you're friendly to them. They're just a human being like everybody else. And if they come in, you know, they fall over a stone, that's an obstacle, the house smells like crap, a stecking dog poo, um, <laughs> you know, the property is not going to be valued as high, unfortunately, because they're just human beings. But if they have a good experience and they enjoyed their time with you and the house feels like a home and it feels elevated, the little things that you just discussed can make a huge, huge difference. That's a really good learning there. Well, it really worked out well when we we got the photos taken, like to go onto the um, real estate website um, for the rental. So the house was all like set up nicely and it was all clean. So we had the valuer come in at that same time. So it worked out really well. So that was good. I think we lit some candles and put some music on. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> and it worked. So, yeah. you know, for... If, if you're going to um, have one message to new investors out there, and this is a question, we'll go one each. So Sarah and then Nathan, whatever order you like, what's the one thing you'd like to leave behind for all the people that are watching this? So what's your one learning or what's your one message, something you just want to leave behind for our audience today? Aside from obviously come and working with Wealthy separately to that. Yeah. Yes, definitely go, come to Wealthy, Innovative Home Loans, Wealthy, and everyone is amazing. <laughs> um, just, I would say, um, just to step out of your comfort zone and just to, just to like, do it, just do it. If, you, if you're scared or you're worried about it, just talk to someone about it, seek professional advice, like, from you guys or um, whatever, just, just do it. Because if you don't do it, then you're never going to get in the market and it's it's obviously a good thing. So I would say just step out of your comfort zone and trust the process. Good advice. <laughs> um, I'd have to say like, like analyze your personal situation. Like, get, like, like Sarah said, get some professional help, pick a goal, pick a strategy that fits that goal and your circumstances and, and it's possible. Like, I think a lot of people can achieve more than what they perceive. And we've definitely learned that. Really, really good advice. So that's that's great. Picking a goal, talking to someone professional, talk, talk, picking, talking to someone professional, have some goals in mind that you want to achieve, talking to someone professional about the goal and what strategy may align to get you there, and then having that belief enough to just take that leap of faith and going for it. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's really, really important to do that because I'm sure that you would have had doubts along the process and there would have been moments of fear and, you know, second guessing yourself, but, you know, you, you followed your nose and here you are. So I'm pretty proud of the both of you and thank you for your time in the podcast today.
Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thank Appreciate you so much, Dom, and thank you everyone from Wealthy and Jody and everyone. It's been so good. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to take the credit, but it's, it's a lot of people that go into it. There's Jody and and, and Kej and Peter and Tiffy and Steph, and there's everyone that comes into the, the equation. So it's it's been a yeah. really, really long process. And congratulations to the two of you. I can't wait to see photos of your new home and you know your next adventures and stuff. And thank you for jumping on the show and sharing your story. Thank you yeah. so much, Dom. Thanks so much for having us. Really appreciate it. No worries. For all of you out there, happy investing, and I'll catch you all later.